0: welcome back it is my brother is an idiot it's a podcast of goons morons and dipshits and we talk about well whatever the fuck we want to talk about Uh, let's kick it first over to uh on the panel uh my brother the idiot uh because he's just fucking dumb and he's recording inside of a cave so i summon the goon
1: goon (laughs) And I am here, live from real life, I'm at work, and I'm hanging out with uh, a couple of my guys. Uh, Nico, say hi. Yo, what's up? And Alex. Hello. Hi, these are my guys. Uh, shout out to them, working real hard while uh, I'm sitting around doing goddamn nothing. <laughs> so uh, shout out to these guys, because we're all in it together. And uh, yeah, hey, Matt, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good, and nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares, shut so, up. Uh, <laughs>
0: yes, I, already, I already said it, you don't have to. Go, go 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 Fuck yourself! All right. Next up, the other the other two goons, uh, Milty, the Emperor of the Goon Squad, the the Goon Emeritus, the, all of the uh, Goon Mastery, Milty. How are you doing tonight?
2: Doing absolutely super. I'm sitting here with my crown, having a good time, waiting to talk to you folks out there. Hope you're listening. We're gonna have fun talking to each other, and hope uh, you guys stick with us the whole show.
0: That's all we ask. Thank you for joining us. And finally, last but not least, the voice of God, the producer, the dipshit. She is MJ. Michaela, what is going on? You are muted. (laughs) You're going to French braid my nervous system?
3: I am going to French braid your fucking nervous system. (laughs)
0: This is already turning into an all-timer in terms of goonery, chicanery, and shenanigans. We can't run a podcast to save our life. So let's get started. Isn't that going to be great? Michaela's got her bottle of Captain Morgan. milty has got his crown. I've got my water. And Mark's got his boys. Let us go. And my bubbles. And his bubbles. First bit of the day, we are going to have the Goon ranks. We are ranking quarterbacks, best quarterbacks of all time, one through three. Uh, I'll throw it around. You guys want to do all at once, like you list all your top three? or Do we want to just go around the panel one at a time and name them off? What do you guys want to do?
1: One through three. Let's each list our top three.
0: All right. So we'll start with Mark. Uh, what is your number three?
1: Number three for me is Joe Montana, and yes, I said Montana, like Tony Montana. So that's number three for me. Lots of passing stats. Lots of six six and zero oh in the Super Bowl. So yeah, there's that.
3: Matt, you're muted.
0: I don't think you're right about 6-0 in the, in the uh, Super Bowl, but uh, aside from that, yeah, lots of passing, lots of touchdowns. Good job. Uh, MJ, give us your number three.
3: My number three is going to be Kirk Cousins because one time he said you liked that really loud, and it was funny. And also, I have stats this time. He's 15th career all in yards per per pass attempt.
1: Who who sorry, I was looking up I was looking up the 4 and 0 that Joe Montana has in the Super Bowl. Sorry. And who did you have?
3: Kirk Cousins. Cuz he's cuz he's 15th oh. in yards. <laughs> Minor Here's all my needs.
1: thing about hold on. Here, Here's let me, my let me I know start I know, know real that, quick. hold on. Yeah. So we know that your list is going to be bullshit because you're a kicker fan, but I just want to say one thing about your first pick there. Um, he cannot play outside of the eleven o'clock time zone. Like he, if he's not playing the early game on Sunday morning, he's an awful quarterback. Look it up. Look it up versus his spread. He loses almost every game when he's later than the eleven o'clock Mountain Standard time game.
3: Yeah, but he's fifteenth in yards per pass attempt.
0: My cock. Is as much 12. as you give me, shit, as much as you give me shit for my hockey takes, your football takes are tragically bad. <laughs> That is the worst thing I've ever heard. I don't
3: play my football. She, doesn't, good.
1: Claim, she doesn't claim to have good
3: ones.
0: God, that is <laughs> awful.
3: I'm starting this off by saying that, listen, all three of my quarterbacks are fucking memes. All right.
0: Yeah, you are a meme. All right, moving on. Milty, you're number three.
2: My number three is, uh, old Johnny, U. Johnny Unitas played almost his whole career for the Baltimore Colts. He, uh, a lot of passing stats. He, uh, And Raymond Berry kind of perfected the sideline pattern back in the 60s. Just a fantastic quarterback. Drafted originally by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dropped. And Baltimore picked him up. And the history just goes on from there. Just a fantastic quarterback. Ended his career in San Diego, but that kind of didn't really go anywhere. Played in a couple NFL championship games. A Super Bowl or two. Excellent career.
1: I think he beat Gene Mingo a couple times too, didn't he?
2: (laughs) Uh, That wouldn't take up much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that he did. All right, I'm going to give you mine. I did have two honorable mentions that I wanted to kick out there first. Uh, Johnny Unitas was one of my honorable mentions. The other one was PFM himself, Peyton fucking Manning. So my number three is John fucking Elway. No one did more with less, (laughs) especially in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, carried teams to the Super Bowl, couldn't quite get it done until they put a team around him, one obviously the best of all time. John Elway is my number three. Mark, throwing it over to you, what is your
1: number two? Tommy Terrific, Tom Brady is my number two of all time. And that's going to piss off a couple of people that I know are listening to this, but um, <clears throat> I just want to make sure that everyone knows that Tom Brady has always had good teams around him. He's always had a stellar offensive line around him. And yeah, we always talk about his weapons that he hasn't or has had, but he has had some really good weapons for a lot of those. He had Randy fucking Moss, he had West fucking Welker. He had a lot of dudes around him that actually helped him out and the defensive scheme was always on point. Uh, And then, you know, when he goes down to uh, Tampa Bay and hangs out there, shit, fucking every wide receiver that's out there wants to come play with him. And they had a bunch of defensive help too, free agency wise. And that team was ready built for a Super Bowl. They just had a shitty quarterback to begin with, and before that, who just really likes crab legs. So, uh, I just want to say that, yeah, Tom Brady, number two all time, system quarterback,
0: system quarterback. All right, very good. Uh, MJ, meme us up. Number three, you're number two.
3: My number two quarterback of all time is Fitzmagic. He is. Oh my god. Uh, not very good. Uh, but, uh, he's, he's funny, and I like him, and I like him, and sometimes he can be good. Also, he's third in passes intercepted by active players, and that's the highest he is on any list.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Wait, wait, here's the sound of me pounding my head on the the counter. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have to say about that.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking bad. All right, I'm not even going to touch with a ten foot pole. Milty, save us, please. Give us your number two.
2: I'll do what I can. Um, my number two is the same as somebody else's number three, Mr. Elway, the local talent. Not even drafted by Denver, but they acquired him in 1983 in a high profile trade. Uh, Matt, you've mentioned it already. You know, it took him to three Super Bowls with not much talent around him. Uh couldn't get it done there, but eventually got teamed up with a great running back and they won two Super Bowls. The uh John Elway And wait till you hear my number one later.
0: <laughs> later. All right. I am going to uh go with Joe Montana as my number two. A four and on oh the Super Bowl. Never threw a pick. Uh yeah, great teams around him, but you gotta have a great team to win a Super Bowl. When it came time to win, he won. Uh one of the the all-time greats for sure. So there you go. Uh, Mark, over to you
1: for your number one, and I think we know who it might be. Gene Mingo. (laughs) Just kidding. It's John Elway. Uh, (laughs) I got to go with the homer (laughs) pick on that one. Um, John Elway's the number one quarterback. As you guys said, all of his stats. I mean, he's, you know, 300 touchdowns in his career. He, You know, just what what an incredible career. Um, Lined up under guard one time. I'm not going to hold that against him. He's just an incredible talent and, uh, you know, also brought a championship here as a GM. So he can do no harm unless he's trying to draft a quarterback for the team.
0: There you go. Let us see what MJ has for us. Wow us with your knowledge. What do you got, MJ?
3: Oh, I think you guys are going to love this pick. And by love, I mean hate me even more. And the answer is Brian Hoyer.
0: I knew that. I knew that was coming. I fucking knew
3: it. (laughs) He's not on any lists, unfortunately, but Super Bowl champion, Brian Hoyer, to you. I have his fucking, I have a card of his sitting on my desk so that I can see it at all times. Remember, Brian Hoyer, he's the best. Oh, fuck
0: me. All right. Well, not not that it was a surprise, but, oh, Jesus Christ. All right, (sighs) Milty. Your number one quarterback.
2: All right. He played his entire career for a city that we like to make fun of, uh, Cleveland. So I'm going with Otto Graham. Played from 1946 (laughs) to 55, 10 years, three NFL championship, three-time NFL MVP, five-time Pro Bowl, highest quarterback rating ever until Montana came along, 174 rushing or passing touchdowns, 44 rushing in an 11- or 12-game season in a non-passing league. Never played quarterback until he was drafted into the... Old old Stats! stats. Someday we'll talk about how many other quarterbacks and what their stats were in their first 10 years. So they all played longer than Otto did. Hall of Fame, 1965.
0: I'm done. Uh, Of course no wonder you were gonna do that that is not a surprise all right uh my number one um and it hurts but it's got to be tom brady uh played in more super bowls than he missed uh even when he had one of the greatest receivers of all time they didn't actually win the super bowl that year but uh, the bad guy was just really fucking good uh and still is good and went to Tampa. And we all saw what happened when he left new England and then went to Tampa and new England sucked and Tampa won. So there's gotta be something to that. So let's go with Tampa, uh, and ta- Tampa, Tom. And that's all we've got for that. All right. And that's all we have to say about that. Let's move on and talk about some shitty baseball hats so new era has released some new baseball caps that have a mixed font look to them and they are awful mark resident baseball guy i'm kicking it over to you what do you think about these new terrible headgear
1: you really want to know what i have to think
3: hey hey mark what do you think
1: don't even fucking get me goddamn started on these fucking hats i thought it was bad enough last month when they released the goddamn clip art hats That had fucking the arch clip art that you can get off of Microsoft Word. And the Houston has the stupid cowboy hat. Tampa Bay. There's palm trees everywhere. There's an actual as fuck picture of a mountain. Like a postage stamp on the Rockies hat. What the fuck? Who gives a fuck about these hats? Who's buying this shit? Obviously there's a bunch because they're already sold out. And these new goddamn hats? These ones with the mixed motherfucking fonts? Holy shit. Who fucking decided? What? What? in the goddamn fuck is this hat right here that I'm looking at that has um, motherfucking goddamn old Times New Roman and fucking uh, new, uh, like all these different fonts right on the hat with you know bold and italics and all kinds of bullshit. You can't even read what the stupid fucking hat says. And then lo and behold, new era is so motherfucking bold and bored over there. That they're gonna come out with goddamn hats with upside down logos? Who the fuck is buying, buying these piles of shit? Fuck those people for actually buying this shit and fuck New Era right in the goddamn cornhole for even coming up with this shit. Fuck them. And if you don't like it, you gotta go out there and find that fucking dog. Michaela, react.
3: And what dog are they looking for? <laughs> There's no dogs
1: the dog that lost his way
3: it's the dog that lost it's a book he lost his way on the way to finding fucking decent hat designs apparently because i did between the all-star hats and the clip art hats and the upside down logo hats and the mixed font hats i think the mlb is just kind of like throwing darts at a board that has a bunch of like shitty ideas and are like one of these will stick one of these will fucking work people will buy this it's fine don't worry about it
0: yeah pretty much milty what do you think about them
2: well i think uh mark kind of said a lot that i was kind of thinking but i'll tell you what i will challenge everybody that's bought one of these hats to return the damn things and demand their money back plus 20 percent. that's what i think
0: all right milty's thrown down the gauntlet let's see how many people take you up on it let's move on and let's actually talk about some good baseball for once because that's not something that we do a lot there's been a little bit of chatter this week about uh shohei otani and the numbers that he is putting up both throwing and hitting the baseball um uh, again we're going to start with mark mark do you think that there's a case to be made for otani as an mvp this year
1: I, i would say so um Unfortunately, he plays on a really not very good team. Um, he's, he's the best player in baseball, the most exciting player in baseball to watch. Uh, he leads the majors in home runs right now with 30. Uh, he has um, 76 hits, I believe, going into today. And uh, he also is not pitching terribly. I mean, he's not pitching awesome. He's got a 3.6 ERA and 60 innings pitch, which isn't awesome, but he's doing, you know, just some incredible things. He had one really bad outing against the Yankees, uh, where he came in and just got absolutely shellacked um, and gave up seven runs in, you know, point two of an inning. But since then, he's been really, really effing solid um, as far as a, a pitcher. So, you know, he's the best two-way player, and so that makes it exciting. Um, I think ba- baseball when they're on the cusp of being relevant, really wants to push this guy and market him. And so getting him into that MVP would be uh, really good for baseball. Uh, the problem is, is the Angels are just not a good team. Um, they're, they're just not. <laughs> they're just awful. So, uh, you know, if you're talking about an MVP candidate, you probably want the best player on the best team, you know, most of the time that's the way it works, um, or the, the best player on a really good team and the angels just they're, they're not anywhere close to that so i mean it, it is what it is i think they have he's got a case for it but uh ultimately he, he would be the guy that i would choose just
2: because of the marketability of it
0: milty what do you think
2: uh like mark said you know i think it's the person's got to be on a pretty decent team and he's got an outside shot but yeah all-star pitcher hitter, lots of home runs Four and one pitching record. Shit, why not?
0: All right. Succinct to the point and genius, as always. Miltie, thank you. Uh, MJ, throwing it over to you. Uh, what do you think about this?
3: Uh, I think he absolutely 100% should be the MVP, and I don't think it's an argument. Um, there's So there's a couple different like schools of thought on what the MVP means, whether it's the most valuable player on the best team or if it's the most valuable player who makes his team decent. And I think between Shohei Ohtani and Mike Trout, and Mike Trout's not having a great year, they're definitely the best. Um, is also, like, the first in over 100 years to start a game as a pitcher and lead the league in home runs, and he also leads the league in uh, wins above replacement, which is just, like, wild. His two-way play is fucking unheard of anymore, considering... Like the last person to start a game and still lead in home runs was Babe Ruth. Like, holy shit. I think he's changing the game. I think he's the best. I love that kid.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, To Mark's point, it it generally is given to a player on a good team, uh, especially since that's the player that you get to see a lot. You don't get to see a lot of bad baseball teams on television nationally because baseball is televised. Uh, mostly as a regional sport, but to Michaela's point where he's doing things we haven't seen in what, 90 years. This is insanity. What we are seeing with Otani right now Uh, to update Mark's stats a little bit. He's actually got 32 bombs, which still leads the the league. uh, And he's got 81 hits and he's a four in one record with a sub three and a half ERA. This is something that almost no one alive has ever seen. And It'd be a crime if he didn't get it. This is going to be really interesting for us to watch. I'm really curious to see how this is going to play out over the second half of the season if he keeps us up because it's going to be a really interesting
1: conversation. All right. That is all we have to say about that. Let's talk about some fun. Just uh, one more more point I want to make real quick. Um, The Angels are nine games out in their own division. Um, They're barely over 500. Uh, They're just not a good baseball team. They're fourth in a division of five, and they're not even close to sniffing a wild card spot. So um, that makes it really hard for him to be be considered to me an MVP. But if you're talking about the best player in the game, he's definitely the best player in the game currently.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's going to be the uphill battle for sure, like I said.
3: And that goes back to whether or not the whether the MVP should go to the best player in the game or whether they should go to a good player on a good team. Because just because a good player is on a good team doesn't mean that it's the best player in the league.
0: And that's going to be the interesting part of the whole conversation. We're going to see how this all plays out, and I'm actually really curious. All right, let us talk about some fun baseball. So a few days ago, uh, the Marlins and the Braves got together to play a little baseball, and on the first pitch of the game, the pitcher plunks uh, Ronald Acuna, Jr., Eh, You know, it's not that big of a deal normally, except when you think that since 2018, the Marlins have hit Acuna five times. They were upset because he hit a home run and flipped his bat. The rest of the story is actually even more interesting. So he gets hit. The Marlins or the, uh, the Braves manager comes out and throws a shit fit. He curses up a storm and gets the pitcher thrown out. After the Umps talk to him about it and have their own little conference, pitcher gets tossed. Well, they, you know what's going to happen next? Don Mattingly comes charging out of the out of the uh, the the dugout, and he throws a shit fit, and they throw him out. Oh, this the, the whole thing is was just genius, and I love to watch it. Uh, Milty, I'm going to start uh, with your thoughts on this situation. Did you get a chance to watch it, and uh, what do you think?
2: I did not get a chance to watch it. I did, however. Uh Kind of scouted out in the papers and online. Apparently, he's been hit five times, by, like you said, by the same team. Three times in that span was the first pitch of the game. They're saying that they have to pitch him inside. Ah, Bullshit. Play the game. Come on.
1: Right on. Mark, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, but that's the way the game is played in baseball, Melty. There's uh, inside pitches. There's brushback pitches. There's hitting him, <laughs> you know, that's just, that's the way the game is played. You know, there's, there's some unspoken rules, but whatever. Dude. If he's, if he's standing on top of the plate, you hit him. That's a, that's just what it is. And if he doesn't get out of the way, that's his own fucking fault. Um, the, the five hits by one guy. Yeah. This, the, this pitcher definitely deserved to get tossed. They should have known that, that the, the umps have to do a better job, in my opinion, of um, paying attention to what's going on in the game. And have to scout, you know, the, the players do scouts, the players scout things out. And so the coaches scout things out. The umps are doing an entire series with each of these teams. They, they have to know what's happening before this. Baseball has to clue them in. Somebody has to know what's going on. I mean, this is obvious to everybody else. Why isn't it obvious to the umps? And then as soon as he gets hit, they've got to be like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Get him out of there. Um, they just The umps are just completely clueless again, in my opinion. And this just goes back to the the bad officiating thing and how bad baseball officiating is really and how unnecessary it is really
0: because <laughs> that's something
1: else could, that we could just call down from the, the booth and just get somebody out too.
0: Yeah, agreed. It wasn't a good look that they actually listened to the Braves manager and at least that's the way it looked. Like, oh, oh yeah, you're right. We should throw them out. That's just stupid. MJ, put a bow on this thing for us. What are your thoughts here?
3: I definitely think they, the umpires should be paying attention, like what Mark's saying, and they should have put a warning out before the game, which is something that they can do, and say, listen, both teams, you're on warning. If anybody hits anybody, regardless of when it is in the game, like you're going to get tossed. I don't really like that they tossed the pitcher after just listening to the one um, manager and tossed him after the first pitch with no warning, but if they had warned everybody before the game, it would have been a completely different like situation. But I also think it's stupid that the Marlins have hit the same dude fucking five times. I think that's stupid, dumb.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. What the hell did they think was going to happen? Um, but again, the whole thing was just comical and, you know, fun to watch. So that's all we're going to talk about that. Let's talk about some hockey and MJ. We are going to come right back to you with this. The NHL Stanley cup final is over Tampa Bay lightning wins four to one
3: MJ break it down for us. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Montreal, like fans definitely lost their minds the game before, like when they won in Montreal, I think that was stupid. That was probably some bad karma on that. Uh, but I mean, the lightning are the best team in the league. They should have won. I thought it would have been funnier if Montreal won, but you know, whatever. Uh, my favorite was after, like, the game, they did those pressers, and fucking- they all fucking snorted so many lines of coke in between them getting (laughs) off the ice and getting into that press conference room, because (laughs) fucking Kucherov was so fucked (laughs) up afterwards. If you saw that presser, he had no shirt on, he was cursing up a storm, he was slammed a fucking Bud Light before talking. It was crazy. And then fucking Stamkos walks in there and he's drinking champagne straight out of the bottle. Pat Maroon had some dumb fucking championship belt. It was absolutely stupid. <laughs> it was so dumb, but uh, whatever. Have fun, I guess.
0: There you go. Milty. did you get a chance to watch any bit of the Stanley Cup final? And what did you think?
2: Yeah, I, I kind of checked in here and there, but... You know, all I got to say is we've all heard of TGIF, right? Thank God it's Friday. Let's change it to TGIO. Thank God it's over. All those games <laughs> in hockey, all those games in basketball. We're in July, for God's sake. Three weeks till training camp. Come on, let's get the real sport going. Yeah. We, we did that episode already. Did Hi. I say
3: the real sport? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's got to hurt, Michaela, doesn't it? Oh, shots fired. Listen,
3: I I know my shit is fucking clown shoes, but damn.
0: (laughs) Mark, take us home on this one. What do you think about it?
1: Well, you know, um, clearly the best player in the playoffs got the MVP. Clearly the best team won the title. Um, It's, you know, pretty obvious that who who needed to win. I mean, I, I mean, I'm telling you, Tampa Bay was the best team in the playoffs remaining and they beat Montreal. Montreal advanced past, you know, a Golden Knights team. Did they deserve to be in the semifinals? I don't know. But the Avalanche lost. So the best team won. You can look at me like that all you want, Matt, but that's the case. Um, but, you know, the, the MVP, I think, was pretty definitive. Um, it was the best player in the playoffs. And um, I'm glad it's over because it's much less painful for us fans of other teams, you know, Toronto and Boston and um, at Colorado, obviously, in this group. So uh, I'm glad it's over and we can start thinking about next season.
0: Uh, don't misinterpret my looks for your take. It was more at your guys for throwing sheet pans all the way around your restaurant. <laughs> it was actually just them opening the bread box. <laughs> Okay, so that's the loudest bread box in history. All right, let's move on and stay on the same kind of note. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. So something I heard pretty interesting, and I will give Tampa credit. Someone has glossed Tampa Bay as Champa Bay. The last 280 days, they have won two Stanley Cups, been to a World Series, and won a Super Bowl. Uh, We will start with Milti React to champa bay
2: well if you follow all that up you know they've got the in the stanley cup they've got what three championships in the last 15 years or something like that two in a row um got football baseball they were in it they're back in it again we'll see what's going to happen this year with baseball they're what second place behind the red sox now um I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, but they're like eight games back. But they're in playoff contention, and anything can happen towards the end of the season. So bring it. I mean, what the hell? We haven't seen anything like this in one city since when? One city. Mm, It's
0: been a while for sure. Uh, MJ, what do you think? Champa Bay.
3: I think they have the best parades because they do boat parades, and it's fucking awesome. I want to go on a boat parade. I want to go on a boat.
1: You don't like duck boats? What's wrong with duck What's boats? A,
3: like the boats that look like ducks in Oregon?
1: No, they, yeah, those, but they, they they ride around in the duck boats every time there's a championship in Massachusetts, too.
3: Oh, I've never watched the fucking parade for the Pats, I guess. Duck boats are the best. I like duck boats. I just want to be on a boat. This This is what this is getting at. I just want to go on a boat, and I think Tampa Bay has good boats.
1: I thought the Tom Brady celebration for this one was far better than any of the other celebrations that he's ever done because, you know, he was throwing the trophy around and got some person so worked up that was like the daughter of the guy who designed the damn thing (laughs) that uh, that she was like, "Eh, Tom Brady doesn't deserve it. He should apologize like that to me is just that that actually is a giant win to me in my book. Michaela,
0: you have something to say.
3: Did you guys see that the Stanley Cup Twitter account fucking added <laughs> Tom Brady and was like, you can't throw me. I'm too heavy. And Tom Brady was like, everything's lighter after a few shots of tequila.
0: <laughs> and I would have paid real <laughs> so money to see someone at least think about throwing the cup. I it, it wouldn't have pulled it off, but it would have been funny. It was a, a good reason to watch it. So whatever. Uh, yeah, that those parades are always fun to watch, for sure, in, in Tampa. Um, all right, um, let's stay in Tampa for one more thing, and I'm not super thrilled about it. So as is the custom in a lot of places when you win a championship, uh, a beer comes out to celebrate it. Um, some Which one of you clued me in on this? Was this you, Mark, or was this you, Michaela? Yeah, no, no,
1: this was me. Yeah, so Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you found Um, So I was just scrolling through the web and I just happened to uh, discover that there's um, a brewery, you know, a little little local joint around here in the the Rocky Mountains that uh, uh, discovered that they can do some things with um, the ice that the rink was made out of. And uh, they uh, are going to brew a batch of beer um, specifically for the, the title town there in Tampa Bay from the rink ice. And that little brewery is known as uh, Coors Brewing, and they're going to make a Coors Light out of this ice beer. Uh, Matt, do do you prefer bathwater or rink ice beer?
0: Don't fucking get me started. Look, I am in that business, and I have seen some weird fucking shit. I have seen beer made from the yeast out of someone's beard. I have seen beard made from the yeast out of the cooter of supermodels. I I can't even fault Coors for doing it. I I get where they're going with it. But hey, Florida man, fuck you, Florida man. You are just fucking stupid enough to go out and buy this shit. Hey, let me clue you in on something here, Florida guy. You can't even fucking get close to the supermodels that made that cooter beer this is as close as you're gonna get fucking florida guy all right stick with your meth and your fucking alligators and your goddamn boa constrictors and root for your teams and your boat fucking parades and go do your crazy fucking crimes and just stupid mugshots, shots florida man because
1: fuck off you deserve it every bit of that liquid there you go that's all i have to say about that but that's not all you have to say about it but would you have coors light or gamer girl bathwater? I am going to have none of those things.
0: I, I will no no. I will die of thirst before having ice rink, gamer bathwater, supermodel, vaginal yeast beer. And those are all things. They're all things that have been done. No, thank you. Pass. Hard pass. But you've had beard beer. I had one and I will never do it again.
3: <laughs> that ring, guys, has so many fucking chemicals in it. The refrigerant that they use for that shit is, fuck, it's made by, like, a company that's very well known for making dangerous organic substances and plastic substances. Um, fucking absolutely not. You're going to die of cancer. Bad news. You're going to die of cancer.
1: So, Michaela, Gamer Girl bath water or Rink Ice coolers like
3: Uh, the Belle Delphine water because I can make money reselling it. To the fucking chodes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Milty. Let's round it out. Gamer girl, bathwater or rink ice, Coors Light. If you had to.
2: Okay, so I was gonna say neither, but since I have to, number door number one is the answer.
1: You fucking sicko.
3: <sighs> Milty's a simp for Bel Delphine. Yeah. <sighs> fucking print it.
0: Uh, At least Michaela's got a plan to sell it on the Simp and Dairy Market. All right. That's the bad joke of the day. Thank you very much.
3: Boo! (laughs) Fucking sucks.
0: Boo this man! Boo this man! (laughs) Get him out of here! (laughs) Okay. Well, before we let Milty get too polluted, we are going to have him review an album. And I believe, was it MJ? Did you select... The album, or was it Mark? Mark, you picked an album for Milty to review. will not you please let us know what it is, and Milty will give us his thoughts, please.
1: So, Milty, uh, you may know this one. Um, it's an uh, album in from the 60s by a band called The Association, and it's called... Heard of it. And then Along Comes The Association.
2: What do you think about Along Comes The Association? Well, it's like this. It was in 1966, the association, which was a six-man band and all kinds of glorious harmony and all the songs they did, they actually released a song called Along Comes Mary prior to the release of the album. Uh, It was a big hit, but there was a lot of reservations about it throughout the country because in a lot of places... Mary was also referred to on the street as marijuana. And, you know, it's a little different these days, so it's got a different connotation. It's a lot freer, uh, fewer restrictions, laws against it. But back in that day and time, holy shit, it was, it was tough. But the big hit on that album and my personal, I'd say, top 20 songs of the 1960s was a song called Cherish. Kind of a slower song. again. Between four and six people singing, all at the same time in the song, four-part harmony, awesome, rich harmony, uh, simple guitar rift, uh, showed their singing talents throughout their album and their career. That just it was awesome. The uh, other songs on that album were some you know sub B and C type hits like Message of Love, Round Again, Changes. Others just to follow up though with the rest of their career. 1967, which was months after they released that album, they were the first folk rock band to open a festival, a rock festival, the Monterey Pop Festival. Uh, Highly unusual. They also used the Harmony Tactics for album number two, three, and four. Two was kind of a failure. Three had another great song called Never My Love. Um, And then four, six-man band which they pretty much were for most of the time. And by the way, six-man band it was their first attempt at guitar distortion, like you hear most of the songs anymore. Um, it wasn't a big success, but it was very interesting that they were trying to use it in their songs with all their, well, all their great harmony. But I think the, what kind of broke them in the long run was the, the harmony that they used through so much of their career actually got overused and people started to listen to it less and less. And I think what really created their career, in my estimation, ended it. They didn't have a great singer to begin with to carry a number of songs. So I carried it beyond the album, but screw yourself. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, okay. how you really feel. <laughs> Old Man Album Review.
3: I won't even have to add reverb to that shit. Right, I was just thinking (laughs) the same thing.
0: (laughs) One less edit of the nine million edits you're going to have to make to this particular pod. We are so sorry. All right. Thank you, Milty, for that. Let us talk about some more sports. And we have a bit of an Aaron Rodgers update. Uh, he played in a little golf event, uh, one of those The Match, where he uh, played up in Montana with some friends, one of them being Tom Brady. And he was asked about perhaps playing in Green Bay this year. Uh, Mark, we're going to start with you. What did you
1: hear? What do you read into it? And what do you think? Uh, TBH, I did not see any of the match, and I didn't hear any of Aaron Rodgers' comments. I did read an ESPN article from before the match where he was talking about how much time he took off and how it was really good for his mental health, Um, and I think that's immensely important. It's the first time we've really heard Aaron Rodgers talk about uh, his mental well-being, which I think is nice that we actually get to see his human side and not just the Rodgers, you know, discount double check and you know him just being a dick and they're relaxed and stuff like that on tv so we actually get to see him being a little bit human so i really enjoyed that um but as far as the actual things that he said um during the match i don't really think he said much there was a lot of questions asked of him but i don't think it would think maybe it was just a tone or anything something like that but maybe i don't know if you can clue us into that uh but i don't i didn't get to see any of that
0: uh he was asked pretty straight up if he was going to play and he was very non-committal um, and the, uh, I think it was Brian Anderson who was asking him, um, and he acknowledged that Anderson is a, uh, Green Bay fan, uh, and a Milwaukee guy, uh, and just wouldn't really commit to it either way. He said, yeah, I don't know. You know, he was like, what about, uh, September 12th against the saints? Who's going to be playing quarterbacks? Yeah, like, I don't know. I-, I just, it's, it's been kind of more of the same from Rogers. Um, the nothing new. Right. And it's still a kind of a big game of chicken. Uh, Milty. I'm going to throw this one over to you and, and ask you on kind of on a different track here. Knowing what you know now and what we've heard for the last two months out of uh, Rogers camp and what we're hearing out of Green Bay. Uh, what do you think about potentially him not playing in Green Bay this year?
2: Well, you know, really, who knows? But I'll tell you this. I think he's brought up this mental health thing to really drive the fact home he is getting sick of being asked the same questions over and over and over. He's frickin' done. You know, he could play in Green Bay. He could play for the Broncos. Who knows what's going to happen, but he's done with all this shit. Very good. MJ, your reaction?
3: Yeah, um, pretty much, except for that one uh, article about his mental health, there hasn't really been too much like of an update, just that he— doesn't really want to talk about it and wants to just kind of move on how moving on, but it's starting to get a little bit late for him to get traded, but anything can happen. So I guess we'll just have to keep an eye on it.
0: Yeah. Agreed. And I'm going to kind of underscore what Mark said he did. uh, Rogers did talk about uh, the stigma that surrounds mental health and handling those issues and how it's important to really remove that stigma from being able to take care of yourself in that way, uh, especially in that environment, right? These are alpha dogs, uh, highly trained and, uh, world-class athletes, and they're just expected to, you know, just man up and do it. And it doesn't always work that way. And from people who, uh, you know, live in the streets, to people who live in mansions, everyone deals with uh, mental health issues uh, on a daily basis. And for him to kind of bring that out to the light, I think is important part of the conversation. So kudos to Aaron Rodgers for that. uh, And agreed with everybody else. Really don't know what we don't know yet. Uh, Who knows? uh, July 27th, I think is when they're supposed to report to camp. So we'll see if that actually is going to uh, make a difference. So that's it there. Thank you, panel. Let us switch gears and talk about the NBA. The uh, NBA finals are going on as we speak. Game two is being played right now at halftime, uh, of Recording as of the recording of this podcast. It is halftime, and the Suns are up by 11, 56 to 45. Lots of fun things going on in this series. Uh, Mark, I'm going to start with you here. Uh, did you get a chance to watch any game one, read any reactions? What do you think about what you've seen so far?
1: Suns aren't going to sweep. <laughs>
0: So you're saying we're not gonna have Suns in four? Uh,
1: but seriously, um, the, no, not Suns in four. Um, most importantly, I mean they, the the Suns do look like the better team. Chris Paul is like man possessed. Um, they they had a couple of really big performances from guys who really didn't step up in the last series. Uh, the Greek Freak really, uh, you know, is just fighting his way back. He was he's been hurt in that hyperextended knee. He can't feel very good. I mean, but it's it's it takes a little bit to get back. I think at some point he's actually going to um, <clears throat> get back into the series. And I think he's going to show. I thought that tonight would have been the night, but it doesn't seem like maybe tonight is going to be that night that he gets back into a full on groove with the team. Um, but uh, I think eventually they will get a game or two. I, I don't think they're going to win the series, but they're going to get
2: a game or two out of it.
1: All right, Milty, have you had a chance to watch any basketball?
2: Not yet. Not since, you know, our local team has uh, been discounted from the playoffs. But, you know, I'm looking at the possibility of, you know, the best professional sports team in Arizona winning the championship in six games. By the way, I had 15,000 steps today and again yesterday. How many how many steps do you think a professional basketball starter f- gets?
0: In game? I, I I got nothing. Uh, clearly, you could Google it, I guess. MJ, what do you think? Uh, steps in a game, or uh, what do you think about the series?
3: So I'm gonna say they get a lot more than fifteen thousand steps in a day. I don't I don't know how many they get in a game. I think the Bucks are gonna win in one or in six, mostly just to spite. I really hope she doesn't listen to these. Uh, And otherwise, I just think that this whole, this, oh, I don't know. I think Chris Paul good.
0: Wow. That's insightful.
1: That was the voice of God.
0: Uh, That was awesome. Um, Yeah. If Giannis is healthy, how does the series look? I think that's going to be something to watch. Um, I I don't think it's going to be sons in four either. It's not going to be a sweep. There's just too many horses on the Milwaukee side, even with, um, Giannis not doing very well, uh, from a health standpoint. I mean, he came back from that, that knee looked awful, uh, when he hurt himself and I just he came back so soon, who knows. Mark, you have something to say.
1: Are those Bob Baffert horses playing for Milwaukee?
0: <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see if maybe we can bet on them degenerately. Okay, let us move on and stop talking about good basketball and talk about bad baseball. Cue the wind over the Rockies. <sighs>
1: pause for delay. back to you matt awesome thank you so much
0: we have there are three teams three teams currently pacing to lose a hundred games however there are two on the outside looking in uh first our beloved rockies who have improved a little bit uh they are now at 92 games for their pace the rangers are at 98 let's talk about the three teams left currently in the race the Pirates at 102. The O's closing the gap at 110. And can I get a fucking oof? Fucking oof. oof. <laughs> the D backs actually got better. I think they were at 118 last week. They have pulled away from the Spiders and are now at 116. Mark, bad baseball is
1: bad. Let's talk about it. Bad baseball is so bad. Um, the first thing I want to bring up is the fact that the Rockies did lose at least one game. They, they won today, but they have lost one game versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, Rockies, not only are you screwing up the segment for us here on the show, but you're also screwing up the segment so that we can get the, the Diamondbacks down to Cleveland Spiders' bad territory. So Rockies, pick one way or the other. What are you going to do? Are you going to be bad at baseball, or are you going to help us get the Diamondbacks into the basement? You've got to sweep the Diamondbacks if you're going to beat the Padres or if you're going to beat the Pirates. You've got to beat the goddamn Diamondbacks. That, that's just unacceptable. Rockies, do something for your hometown boys. Listen to the podcast. What are you doing out there? Did you see how they lost that game?
0: It's classic bad baseball. Walk off hit by pitch. Yeah. Yeah,
1: bad, bad. Baseball.
0: That's so bad. <laughs> it's like you got one job, dude. Throw a strike. Don't hit him with the bases loaded. Uh Jabroniism at his finest. Milty, chime in here. Bad baseball is bad. What do you think?
2: Yeah, you know we're getting enough of it here locally, and I really thought that they were starting to lift up a bit here in the last couple weeks, you know, but they're playing at home. They can beat seemingly almost anybody, you know, the Padres, uh, some other teams, Pittsburgh. But then they go on the road and you're thinking, it's the Diamondbacks. For God's sake, it's the Diamondbacks. And they actually lose two out of three. My God, the wretched Diamondbacks. Come on, Diamondbacks. Rockies, we realize that you're probably not going to get to 100 losses. Diamondbacks, come on. Make the Cleveland Spiders number two.
0: That's all we're asking for. We need someone to get into Cleveland Spiders territory. Michaela, the Spiders are your squad. Let's go. What do you got?
3: The Spiders are my squad.
0: Well, yeah, I just gave them to you. Why not?
3: Okay. Well, uh, if the Spiders are my squad, then, I mean, let's protect that losing streak, I guess. Go Arizona? But, uh, oof, the oof, the Rockies. Losing to the Diamondbacks. What the fuck? God, that was terrible. Hopefully, they'll just get over it after the All-Star game, but uh, I don't see that happening. It feels like this is going to get worse.
0: Yeah, uh, agreed. And uh, as trade deadlines approach and as players get moved off of teams and sellers sell to the buyers, uh, I think these teams might actually get worse. We'll see what happens. Okay, let us move on to some nerd shit. Let's talk about Pokemon. And Mark, you've got a special segment for us. Why don't you kick
1: it off? I'm not going to sing the song. I am not going to sing the song. I'm not going to sing it. Anyways, we're going to talk today about Pokemon. And we're going to talk about Pokemon cards. Hell yeah. I was very, uh, very happy to come across three packs of Pokemon Sword and Shield cards. Thank you to uh, the Mysterious Donor for these packs of cards. Mysterious Donor, please say, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, so I have in my hand the pack of cards. See, it's a real pack of cards. I'm going to open them live on air. You can hear it opening. Oh, oh, and we're gonna pull them out. Okay, so now, we're gonna pull the top card off, which is just a QR code, and then four cards, correct, Michaela? And then flip them? hmm. And I'd go like this two, three, four, and flip them. So the first card I have in my hand is an energy card. Nobody cares about these cards, they're boring, nobody cares, whatever. Fine, whatever. It's fire, it's pretty cool, I guess.
3: That's fighting.
1: What? Was it fighting? But it's on fire.
3: That's a punchy hand.
1: Yeah, you're right. It is fighting. Okay. Anyways, punchy hand, but it's on fire and it's red. All right. The next card we have is our trainer card. It is metal saucer. Also not very exciting. I'm uh, hoping these get better as we go because so far not all that great. Uh, Oh, a second trainer card. We have a quick ball. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, don't have one of those yet. Don't have a lot of these to be honest with you. (laughs) All right, another one here. We've got the basic Mantine card. Very cool card there. Mantine is a uh, Stingray looking thing. Pretty cute little guy. Next one after that is Diglett. So I have a floor shit (laughs) in my hand, (laughs) right there. (laughs) The next one after that is Skaroopy. We have Scorupi in my hand right now, which is awesome. That's a really cool card. I mean, it's just kind of cool because he's a scorpion. I wish it was shiny, but it's not. We have, for the second time today, I have another dumb fucking hoot hoot. God damn it! There's another hoot hoot. This is my second hoot hoot card today. I'm not very excited about that card. Okay, this one's pretty cool. I have Score Bunny. This was probably my favorite starter of the bunch. You know, it comes into it, it turns into a dumb soccer playing. Uh, fighting fire type at the end, so that's kind of fun there. Uh, After that, Pikachu! Look at him! Oh my God, he's so cute. This is where I asked Milty to do his Pikachu impression.
2: Pikachu!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the next one is gonna, these last two are supposed to be really cool, and I'm very excited about these. This is gonna be my reverse foil. It is... Rookie, he is the grass monkey. It's a very cool card. The reverse foil's got some uh, foil to it. Uh, this last card, I am very excited about. Holy shit, Michaela, this is a Vmax Slur of Snorlax card.
3: <laughs>
1: How cool is that? <laughs> you can see Snorlax. It's it's the uh, Vmax Snorlax, the Gigantamax. So he's got this whole like planet with a tree and shit on his stomach. And he's all, like, mad about it and stuff. And he's, yeah, a very cool card. (laughs) So we're very excited about that. Uh, One of my good friends who I'm going to shout out right now, Jonathan, get in the toaster. Uh, We'll get a picture of this in about uh, 45 seconds as soon as I mute my microphone because he's going to be very excited about that as well. Uh, And this has been I Want to Be the Very Best. Back to you.
0: Thank you for not singing the song. All right. That is our nerd shit of the day. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate that. Excited for your VMAX Snorlax. Did I get that right? Did I get a thumbs up if I got that right? Yeah, VMAX Snorlax. Yeah, hey, look at that. See, sometimes I sort of know. Okay, let us get to our second to the last bit of the day. Michaela, time to shine. Give us your dipshit of the week.
3: So this is going to be probably the first time that I'm giving someone the dipshit of the week in a good context. Um, The Tampa Bay Rays outfielder, Brett Phillips, is a position player, but he had to pitch for the Rays or against the Blue Rays. And his pitch log for one of the outs he got was a 94 mile an hour four seam fastball. Pretty good. Uh, That was a ball followed by a 47 mile an hour slider. That was a strike. Then a 49 mile an hour slider, that was a strike. And then another 49 mile an hour slider, that was called a strike. And that's the funniest pitch log I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> I mean, way to just pull a fast one, I guess, but like a slow one, though.
0: It reminds me of the old Bugs Bunny cartoon where he throws the fastball and then throws the slow ball and he strikes out four people on the same pitch. One, two, three, you're out. One, two, three, you're out. One, two, three, you're out. That was it was fun to watch. I did get to see the highlights of it. Thank you, Michaela, for Dipshit of the Week. All right, let us do our final thoughts. We're going to start with Milty. What do you got?
2: Okay, I'm just going to have a drink to the one state in the union that has the best and the worst. Here's to you, Arizona.
0: (laughs) There you go. That's funny on so many levels. All right, Michaela, final thoughts.
3: This episode is going to take so much effort on my part. (laughs) I know. It's so bad. Oh, boy.
0: Uh, uh, For those of you listening at home, we have been technologically challenged this entire episode. And it's going to take Michaela four and a half weeks to actually put it all together. And she has to have it done by Sunday. (laughs) And now for my favorite time of the day, Mark.
1: I want to be the very best. Just kidding. Uh, Thanks to everyone who's listening, Uh, even if you're not listening. Thanks to everybody at my store who's ordering sandwiches. Uh, Thanks to Nico and Alex behind the counter. Uh, Really enjoy everybody everybody, uh, participating or not participating willingly. Uh, And I just want to make sure that you guys up in Canada get your acts together and start listening to the podcast. And you guys down in Mexico uh, get your acts together. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Start listening to the podcast. It'll be cool. It'll be fun. And uh, everyone else, you know, all those people at Denver and Las Cruces and London and Athens and Auckland and Austin and Bulgaria and Bogota and Reykjavik and Berlin and Mumbai and Sicily, Trinidad and Tobago, Abu Dhabi and Riyadh and everyone else around the world. We love you. Hey, hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. How many people are staring at you right now? Uh, I got a good number of people just uh, wondering what the hell is going on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Goon Squad. Please check us out uh, at the Idiot Goons on Twitter. Search us on Facebook at My Brother Is an Idiot. Uh, first and foremost, thank you, Mark, for manning up and switching locations and uh, doing the job that you got to do while you're doing the job that you got to do. We appreciate you, buddy. Uh, Live on site. Live on site. Mark, with our first official Goon Squad remote. Let's do
1: that. Yeah. Goon Squad remote. Yeah. Also, I would like to say that we had our two very special uh, Goon Insiders. We had our Jersey Mike's Goon Insiders uh alex and nico there you go. So, big shout outs to those boys they're working hard they're doing the thing man
0: two first we got our first remote and we got our first two goon squad insiders we got to get those guys on facebook all right thank you so much for joining us we really do appreciate it all right for mark mj <laughs> and milty my name is matt thank you so much we love you guys we'll talk to you next week bruh bruh
3: bruh, bruh.